Right now, we're going to get into fresh poly tricks. Joining us on the line right now, associate editor at the Daily Maverick and Noah of all things American, Brooks Spector, is in the building. In fact, Brooks is such a U.S. expert, he should be president, not <laughs> Trump. Morning, Brooks. Good morning. Well, with an introduction like that, what can I say? <laughs> How are you doing, Brooks? I'm all right. I'm just... I, I, I'm still shell-shocked from all the politics of last week. <laughs> In fact, what happened last week that uh, got your attention so much? Well, that's a, that a nomination for the U.S. Supreme Court, the testimony in the, in the Senate Judiciary Committee, the woman who accuses uh, uh, Brett uh, Kavanaugh, the nominee, of, of engaging in uh, sexual assault while, on her while, he, while they were in high school. Yes. Uh, uh, her testimony generally uh, agreed to have having been uh, straightforward, honest, from the heart, entirely credible. Mm-hmm. And then his testimony at his nominee, Brett Kevel, uh, Brett Kevel, wonderful, Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, voices from the past there, Brett Kevel, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, his testimony generally being accorded uh, the sense that he was unbelievable. Mm. Uh, he equivocated, he blustered, he, he shouted, he roared, he, he, he blushed, he, he accused senators of drinking too much uh, and, and saying that he, he loved beer. I began to think the best thing for him was not the court, mm. but maybe as a, as a spokesman for InBev. <laughs> Why is it crucial for Trump that Kavanaugh makes it onto the bench? Well, in short, uh, without boring your listeners half to death about uh, American politics, Supreme Court's a lifetime appointment. It's not like the South African one, which are limited-term appointments. This is, once you're appointed, you stay there and you either die or, re- or retire because you, you no longer want to do the work. Uh, he's a young man, relatively speaking. I mean, he's 54 or thereabouts. And so, in theory, he could be there for a generation. Mm. The court now is relatively speaking, split liberal and democratic, eight and eight, uh, liberal and conservative, eight and eight, and putting him on with his clear conservative uh, social and political views uh, would make it almost inevitably a 5-4 decision, mm-hmm. anything that is really contentious. And the court never gets cases that aren't contentious. You know, it's, it's, it's like everything else. It floats to the highest level eventually. Uh, and the court gets to decide the tough ones. And so a lot of women, I don't want to say every woman in America, but many, many women are are, are thoroughly concerned uh, that he would reinforce the feeling uh, that a woman's right to choose in, in the questions of family planning and abortion uh, would, be sta- would be more in the province of state control than mm-hmm. the women themselves. Yes. Which, since the decision, Roe versus Wade, back in the 1970s, has been an established article of faith that a woman's right to choose is there. Mm. And uh, Kavanaugh has has very strong views about presidential supremacy, and in his testimony, he started ranting about a Clinton conspiracy uh, to to ruin his good name. Now, here was a guy in high school who says in high school he drank too much. I didn't know too many people in high school who drank too much. They were in high school. <laughs> we were children in high school. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you might have experimented, but you, you know, you weren't you weren't recording it in your daily diary. Drank too much again last night, in, uh, which he apparently did. In, in so, fact, Kavanaugh is known to have said that he doesn't believe that if you're a sitting president, you should be subjected to any scrutiny judicially. So clearly, Trump needs him. Oh dear, you have been reading the news in, in depth, haven't you? <laughs> I try to read as much as I possibly can. Good man. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's become a really contentious issue. And the point of it for a lot of people, of course, is that the midterm election is, is, less, than a month, is mm. less than a month and a week away. Yeah. And the Republicans are now beginning to fear that all those marginal districts, nice suburban areas that are packed with uh, fam- you know, middle-class, college-educated families, that the women in those families, especially who had voted Republican for the presidency, are now moving the other way, mm-hmm. uh, and that would leave the Republicans no longer in control of the House, and maybe, just maybe, the Senate as well. And if that happens, of course, then every move that Donald Trump makes will be will be watched much more carefully. There'll be a lot more investigations, a lot more scrutiny, hearings, testimonies, subpoenas, demands for documents. It'll make the next two years of his life thoroughly Mm. uncomfortable. 16 minutes after 8, this is Metro FM. We're talking fresh politics with Brooke Spector, associate editor at The Daily Maverick. My question is, if the Republicans uh, take this hard stance of pushing through Kavanaugh's nomination just before the midterms, are they not risking those swing states? Because, I mean, should they not be trying to kind of distance themselves from all the negativity that's surrounding him just so that when the midterms come, they are at least standing in a much more clearer space? And they've pissed off less people. Mm. Yeah, well, a great question, and you're demonstrating more political adulthood than they are uh, by, by stating it that way. I mean, they, the Republican Party now is so thoroughly hypnotized by by uh, Donald Trump's positions, that it's almost as if they're afraid to send a delegation to the White House and say, Mr. President, you've got to understand this nomination is just not going to fly. Mm. Um, but, you know, you, if you remembered, if you followed it last week, what finally happened, the committee, the Judiciary Committee, took its vote 11-10, straight party split. Yeah. But one of the Republican senators, Jeff Flake from Arizona, who's not running for re-election and therefore, I guess, feels liberated and a little bit emboldened. He's got nothing to off. lose. Exactly so. He pushed a one-week postponement so that the FBI could re-review mm. uh, their clearance of Brett Kavanaugh. I discovered something over the weekend, I hadn't thought about it, that the FBI, when they do these clearances for people for high positions, to make sure you're not a drug addict or, mm. you know, or a traitor or, you know, in, su- in such gambling debt that you won't be free of coercion the rest of your life. They usually don't ask questions about your life pre the age of 18, mm. the age of legal majority. Mm. And most of what Kavanaugh is accused of having done, or at least the foundation of his behavior, came when he was 17. Yeah. And they wouldn't have noticed it in the first case Anyway, mm. so now they're going to look a little more deeply. They're going to interview more people who may have been at that fatal house party that uh, the woman in question, Christine Ford, 
uh, accused him of the sexual assault having taken place when she was 15 and he was 17. Um, they're going to look more carefully at that. They're going to look carefully at a couple of other things. It's not going to be the kind of full investigation where they turn up every rock in your in your garden. Mm. But it's going to be a lot more, obviously, than happened uh, a couple of months back. Mm. So, and all of this, just as we've been discussing, comes right on the uh, right on the pathway of an oncoming election. And if you thought it was going to be complicated before that, now it's just going to be that much more complicated. By the end of the week, presumably the whole Senate will have a will have to take its vote on him. Mm-hmm. Maybe on Saturday morning. Can you imagine what's going to happen if it passes by one vote? Mm-hmm. How much anger there will be among um, typically Republican-leaning women mm-hmm. who feel betrayed. Um, thing to watch. There are a couple of Republican women senators, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska and Susan Collins from Maine, opposite sides of the country, mm. but both women who now feel a little bit caught in the middle of this, and Jeff Lake, we talked about, and a couple of Democrats who are up for re-election um, in states that Donald Trump won for the presidency. Taken as a whole, there are five senators whose views are not confirmed one way or the other. And so we're all going to be nail-biting right down to the final vote. Mm. Brooks, in closing, make America great again. Kanye West is still at it. In fact, he was on Saturday Night Live talking about how he supports Trump and asking people to lead with love. He even sported a Make America Great Again cap. What are your views on that? Well, I wouldn't take Kanye West views on at an analysis on politics any more than I might go to Chomi to ask her for her analysis of South African politics. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, there is a crossover between uh, entertainment and politics. Yeah. And I, I give you uh, Ronald Reagan as an example. You remember him? He was mm. a president back in the 1980s. But his, his greater claim to fame before that, of course, had been even before he was governor of California, he'd been a, a movie actor yeah. and a TV pitch man. Uh, and, but he had one other, he'd been the head of the Screen Actors Guild, the, the Actors Union. Yeah. So he'd actually had some sort of introduction to politics. But I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a question. Who's the other most famous actor, uh, performer, uh, who'd been in Congress? Who, the governor? Uh, Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I hadn't thought about that, but quite so. Uh, But Cher's first husband, Sonny Bono. Oh, Oh, yes. Um, But all of these people actually came to their political lives slowly and sort of thoughtfully, uh, rather than just suddenly showing up with a Make America Great cap. I don't know. Kanye West, I have have no way of understanding that man's Mm. views on race or sex or music or anything else and so i think we're just going to leave that one word in. Uh, actually brett i want to uh, say something that uh, lana del rey responded to kanye west by saying and i quote trump becoming our president was a loss for the country but your support of him is a loss for the culture i can only assume you relate to his personality on some level delusions of grandeur extreme issues with narcissism Amen, sister. Hey, that, that's got to be the last word, doesn't it? 
<laughs> Brooks, thank you for your time. Thank you for your mind. As always, associate editor at the Daily Maverick. He's a clever white and a knower of all things America. Brooks Spector is about to leave the building. Brooks, thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Brooks. Uh, Brooks has left the building. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. Heavy traffic on Joburg Gen 3. It's a crash before. Cardi B likes it like that. Do you like it like Cardi does? Hashtag Fresh Breakfast. Metro FM is where you're at. It's 6, 8.30. 6, mm-hmm. 8.30. Coming up next, Mpole Tsolonyane has your sports update. And Jikumalo is next with your headlines. After that, we'll check out your voice notes. We asked the question earlier on... Why do people fight over partners? Mm-hmm. Why, if Angie finds out that uh, Mpo is rocking her man, we'll get into a fight with Mpo? Mm. Why not the two of them maybe approach said man? We also asked, have you gotten into a fight over a guy or a girl? We'll check out your voice notes straight after this.